Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Today's podcast is brought to you by Fetch Rewards. Fetch Rewards is an app that you can download onto your phone, scan all of your shopping receipts or any receipts, and earn bonus points on items that are featured that week. You earn points no matter what, and you can then redeem these points from your free app, from your shopping trips that you're already taking, towards gift cards for new shopping trips. It's a great way for us bariatric patients to afford new clothing as we downsize. Use my referral code G-A-F-2-H. Again, that's George Alpha Frank, the number two, Henry, and start earning your points today. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you doing on this glorious week number 11 that I'm going on? It's actually super crazy to realize that I'm going on week 11 post-op surgery and Gosh, what am I now? Seven months out from when I... No, not seven. Um, My math is really bad, you guys. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Seven months, I guess, from when I started this journey in February. So time has flown. And I realized that there were many things that I just didn't expect throughout this process. And I definitely did not expect post-op. So today I thought I would talk about the five things... I didn't really realize we're going to be so major post-op in my VSG journey. And I don't know if this is true for all bariatric surgeries. You know, if anyone's out there who had R&Y, like definitely let me know. But here are the five things I did not expect. Number one, the pure lack of hunger. And I'm not talking about mind hunger. I mean, this journey really is mind over matter. And you have to really start listening to your physical um, signs and listen to your body versus mentally or emotionally trying to feed yourself. So, and what I mean by that is we have been programmed that you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And this program really is breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. You know, they want you eating like five to six times a day in smaller meals. I personally found that I'm still better trying to do three solid meals and if I'm not going to hit my protein goal out of those three meals then I I do um, a pre-packaged thing of nuts. Um, Lately I'm into cashews because I'm so over almonds but I get the the pre-packaged pre-portioned little packs of nuts or I'll do a kind bar. Here's the crazy thing sometimes I can't finish the whole kind bar. And that nuts, that just seems so, like, if I graze on it all day, sure, I can finish it. But if I just want a quick snack, I pretty much break it into either a third or a half, and I wrap the rest of it back up or give it to my husband, who's, like, my own trash disposal for food that I can't eat. So then I don't feel bad. But um, I did not expect to be physically not hungry, and I know surgically they remove that part of the hormonal part of your stomach that signals that hunger craving 
And I would not say I was addicted to food as much as I just really enjoyed food. I don't feel like I'm missing anything now. But I was definitely emotionally eating more. And I was definitely overeating. I can't tell you the amount of times I just felt stuffed. Um, Because I had to have seconds or whatever it was. There's always an excuse you can make for yourself. But now I'm just, I'm never hungry. If I didn't keep myself on schedule because I had macros to earn... I don't know if I'd be eating. and I, That's nuts to me. Like one meal a day, maybe. Maybe. Um, and I'm 11 weeks out. Like I said, um, I turn 11 weeks post-op this week. It's like a little birthday every week for me. But um, yeah, I don't have any physical hunger. And a lot of people come out of surgery saying, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. Doctors and the experts say that that is a mind hunger. Because they cut out that part of your stomach. So it is really, truly mind hunger and not a physical hunger. So that to me is it's crazy. Crazy, right? Um, so anyway, that's number one. Number two. I did not realize that so many of my peers in this journey were sugar addicts. You know, you take the classes. All of mine were virtual because of COVID. So I never saw anyone. Um and on the Zooms, they never did video Zooms. So I would hear people and I would hear people say, like, I don't like to drink water. Can I use flavoring? And in my head, I was like, who doesn't really like water? Like, a nice cold glass of water after a workout is very refreshing. But I, you know, I didn't take into consideration that I was maybe the abnormal person on this journey. I was the exception and not the rule. I don't know if that's even the right phrase. But um, yeah, so as I'm on different bariatric boards now, on social media, and talking with other people, their biggest craving during post-op is that sugar. Um, And it wasn't that they were food addicts as much as they were sugar addicts. So part of their craving process now is that sugar. And they're like, oh, I can have just a, a handful of M&Ms. It'll be fine. Or I can have a couple bites of ice cream. It'll be fine. But if you, are a, if you have a sugar addiction, there's always going to be a, an excuse that you can make that you'll listen to. But the only reason you need not to give in to those cravings is because you did this for your health. So I, and like I said, I just didn't realize that so many of my peers in this process were sugar addicts. Um, I didn't realize that you can't really eat in moderation. That's what they don't tell you. So carbs are definitely my weakness. I love a good bowl of pasta. And I said on one of these podcasts once, and I, it's still true to this day, uh, on like day two or three, I want to say, of post-op recovering in my house, when I'm walking in circles in my living room, just getting my steps in and feeling uh, so ungodly full, from all the air and your swollen stomach and yeah but um I remember having a freak out moment because I was like oh my god I'm never ever gonna be able to have pasta again what did I do to myself oh shit you know like you just you there's always going to be that moment where you have a a a moment of panic post-op but you know I I do have to listen to the doctors and the nutritionist and my peers and know that eating a moderation is probably just not going to work for me long term because the more I eat a carb, the more carbs I'm going to want. 
the more my body's not going to be feeding off, off that protein, which is helping me lose weight and giving me energy. And I would put myself right back into the situation that put me here to begin with by telling myself it's okay to eat in moderation and making excuses for that bad food. So if if sugar addict was your problem or carbaholic like me or just junk food or fast food, that's a big habit. We have to break eating in moderation and that term because that term for a VSG or an RNY patient is not applicable. You really do have to follow the diet follow the rules, and sure, indulge every once in a while, but don't make it a daily, weekly kind of thing. So the sleeve is only going to carry the the bulk of this job for the first year. It's only going to do the work for me for so long. So even if I did indulge every single week right now, I'd, and I'd still be losing weight. But what happens when that, that time is up on that tool and you didn't change your lifestyle? you're going to gain the weight back. So yeah, that was number two, eating in moderation and um, the different types of food addicts. For sure. I did not expect that. And I did not join my my Facebook board. I just want to say for my group here in Colorado, anyone who goes through um, this particular bariatric office, there are a couple of different surgeons in it. We all have one Facebook board where our nutritionists can get on there, our counselor can get on there, but we can also talk to each other and give each other advice. I did not get on it in the beginning of this journey because I was like, eh, I don't really need to talk to other people. I can do this myself. And then the closer I got, the more I was like, no, like, that's stupid, Liz. Like, you need to create a network of support. So I did end up joining that Facebook group, like, I maybe one week prior to surgery, Um, But post-surgery, I mean, they've helped me so much. So that was part of why I didn't realize the different types of food addicts. Um, Number three. This one continues to blow my mind. Are you looking for a cute, comfy, bariatric-themed wear as you start working out and head to the gym? Or you're taking your selfies as you uh, start comparing your photos month to month, week to week, year to year? Check out LizRoutOfficial.com slash shop and use promo code VSG10 for 10% off your entire cart. So, so cute. Clothing on there. Not only do I have my seasonal wear up for sale right now, but I have Bariatric Warrior and Hashtag Sleeved and Underestimate Me and then Watch Me Win and so many more. If you have an idea that would be make a good sweatshirt or t-shirt, don't hesitate to DM me and I'd be happy to put it up for you. And that is exercise. Number three, the idea of the fact that I enjoy exercise now, just, it does. It does. It truly blows my mind. I can't use that phrase enough on today's podcast, but I do. I look forward to it. And you know what? The days I don't exercise, I feel tired. I feel drained. I just have zero motivation versus the days that I do exercise. I get a lot more shit done around my house. And with my side hustles, you know, I write books, I do my podcast, I have merchandise up for sale, but I also have a full-time job and a husband and then a house to run. So I have to keep myself driven and motivated and I do, I enjoy exercise and I have found what works for me is that if I switch up my routines week to week, so like this week I did 30 minutes of cardio every day. 
Um, and then I would mix in like some yoga slash ab workouts. But next week I'll do like bar routines and more um, resistance type training because that helps with your loose skin. FYI. So yeah, I did not expect to just thoroughly enjoy working out. I mean, I'm not like a gym rat by any means. Number one, because I can't go to the gym. Number two, because I'm poor, so I'm working out at home on our cross trainer that we have and whatever I can get shipped in. So resistance balls, uh, I have a medicine ball, I have those um, kettlebells, but also YouTube has so many 15 to 30 minute workouts for bar training, ab workout. Um, I used to be a choreographer back in the day, so sometimes I just do a 30 minute aerobics dance workout and I do it in my bedroom. Um, and, uh, my husband's like, what are you doing up there? Nothing, nothing, sweetie. Just working on my fitness. Yeah. So <laughs> one day, one day I'm going to put some of those up on, uh, Instagram and you all are going to laugh, but I, yeah, I did not expect to love working out. And I want to know if that happened to anyone else or if that's just me and I'm a freak. Number four, I think this is a, a VSG myth and I could be totally wrong. But straws are not an issue. Everyone in your classes, on all the different boards, are like, don't drink out of straws. Straws are the enemy. And their theory behind this is that you're putting in a lot of air into your stomach while you're drinking out of a straw. Well, I have news for you. Every time you swallow, you swallow air. No matter what you're drinking from, if you're just sipping taking a straw, taking a shot, I don't even care what it is, you're swallowing air. I just, newsflash. Um, I have been drinking out of a straw since day one of recovery and have had zero freaking issues. So think about that while I'm sitting here drinking from my straw. And number five. This one I really did not expect because it was my biggest dread. I actually like to weigh myself now. I have hated the scale since I was like 14 years old. And I wasn't like a super obese child by any means. I went through my um, hefty stages, we'll say. But, uh, you know, in high school, like, I was bigger than most of the girls, but I wasn't fat by any means. Like, they'd be like a size 2, I'd be like a size 10. Um, which now, I mean, a size 10 is my freaking goal. So, my high school self was a moron. But the scale, I have never, ever loved. And in fact, I did not weigh myself for probably 10 years. Because at one point when I was younger and very unhealthy with how I would diet or not eat... I would, like that scale was everything. I would just focus on it and focus on the number. And so I was really terrified coming out of this project. Um, project's not the right word really, but this post-op and this experience, I was worried that the scale would start to become a trigger for me and it would really defeat me. And I see a lot of people getting defeated when they go through stalls, which are normal, you guys. You can't get so upset about stalls because half of this game is mental. So it's all about y you. I mean, everything you're doing in this process comes down to mind over matter. 
It really does. Between your hunger, your motivations, your drive, your workout, how you take in the information. I'm, I would not say I'm a negative person. Other people might. I would say I'm a realist. So I would always say things like I saw it. And some people may or may not have taken that negative. But this journey has really changed my perspective. And I really think it's all about how you look at it. So if you stall for a week, that's a time to go back and analyze your workout routines, your calorie intakes, because your calorie intake should be getting higher as you go through this process. And, you know, what are you eating? Did I eat too many kind bars this week and my carbs were too high? You know, you have to really think about that. And the scale now is more like a pat on the back. Good job. You're working hard. Good for you. Even if it's half a pound, guys, it's half a pound less, little by little. I haven't truly stall stalled. Like, it's never been longer than a week. But I'm also losing weight more slowly now. So I'm losing a pound to a pound and a half a week, max. And so why some people might get really unmotivated by that, to me, it's a pound at a time. Because I, you know, and I've always been very honest, my BMI wasn't as high as many others who go through this process. But I still want to get to a healthy weight, and I still have to take care of me. And so pound by pound, uh, I'm working on my working on myself, and that scale has turned from an enemy to kind of a friend. It's like, yeah, it just acknowledges that all the hard work I'm doing, the lifestyle changes I've made to my diet, the exercise, the mentally how I just changed the game for myself. It just, it, it does. It makes me feel better now. And it used to make me feel worse. And I can't believe when I was 137 pounds, I thought, well, I was just so fat. Because it's not really even about the number on the scale. It's about how you feel. But mentally, I wasn't as secure as I am then, 20 years ago probably, um, as I am now. And so that's my lesson through all of this. Don't let the scale get you down. Because you might not expect to realize that that scale is going to become a partner in crime during this journey. So guys... That's all I have this week as far as my five things I did not expect. Let me know what your five things are that you didn't expect. You can find me, um, you can write a review on this podcast. I would appreciate it, especially a big old five-star rating. Um, but also just hit subscribe. It helps me. It allows me to continue this journey with you all. And it takes two seconds. But you can also find me on Instagram at LizRouteOfficial. And you can DM me anytime. And I'm going to be posting my 10-week post-op coming up soon. I'm sorry, 11-week. Can't keep track of time anymore. So uh, soon I'll be posting my 11-week post-ops pictures. I also posted a picture of my cute bariatric sweatshirt. I took a 24-hour journey last week, as you all know, if you've been listening to this podcast, to surprise my parents. It was awesome. It was amazing. I flew in my size large Oh, felt so good. Um, bariatric warrior sweatshirts and felt like a rock star because I was so much more comfortable flying than I have been the past six years in my job position because I fly almost every week, normally, sans pandemic. But 
that is what I have to tell you all today. And then just on a personal tip, I, I feel like I did a good deed today. I have cleaned out my closet. I probably got rid of 60% of my clothes. And I put together a box to send to my sister of things she can wear to work and a couple pairs of jeans. And then I did a Zoom video chat today with one of the girls from my bariatric board and just kind of showed her different things I had. She's getting ready to go through her surgery next week, so prayers out for Tanya. And went through and donated her as many clothes as she wanted. And then I have another um, peer from that same board coming over next weekend to go through the rest. And then everything else I will donate. But I, it felt really good to be able to put those clothes um, towards something good and to give them a second life because I'm one of those people who looks in my closet and yes, I have a shopping addict, um, addiction problem, but I would like look at it and be like, but I wore this sweater in France right before I got married and you know, the, this I wore to an event in Seattle and I know it sounds so bratty, but that was how I was looking at my clothes cause I don't have kids. And so I had this like sentimental attachment and part of this process was letting go of the past in a past triggers or whatever, but letting go of your clothes just seems, seems tough because like you have memories and different things. And, um, as much as I traveled, like I felt like I had a story for every single piece. So I was really, really happy that some of my cutest clothes that I can no longer fit into are going to live a second life somewhere else. And she's going to get to develop her own story in those clothes. So I don't know. It felt good. felt really good. Um, and hopefully it helps these other women out and then they can pass it on to, to someone else who needs it in the future. All right, guys, until next time, let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.